what makes the good life the good life. This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of rural life, the growing entrepreneurial opportunities, and share some of the most interesting stories you may not have heard. Venture to all four corners of York County as we chat with some of the best people the heartland has to offer. Because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Tell me a little bit about Cyclone there. Sure. Um, what is it? You know, some people here in the community maybe see it as the building, you know, out right. by Sunstrand. They know it's got, you know, out, out or Collins Aerospace, I should say now. Um, but yeah, tell me, you know, what kind of goes on out here? Yeah, and I'm, you know, very cognizant of that because I, I've worked here my whole career and I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know it was here. I grew mm-hmm. up here. Um, so we have tried to, to be a little more involved in that regard. We've, we've, you know, through YCDC, through, we've done a lot with YPS um, in terms of um, getting involved in some of their STEM programs. We, we did, we uh, co-signed a grant um, that got some equipment at the middle school for them to, That's to awesome. increase their program. Uh, we do some scholarships, um, but yeah, we, we definitely, um, you know, our, our work isn't here. Our product doesn't go here. Right. So, yeah. so it's, and, and, you know, that's the other thing that's interesting for me, um, in the community, we're viewed as a manufacturing company and we are, mm-hmm. um, but that's sort of just the first step. I mean, we, we don't just manufacture this equipment. We go out and install it. So, it's, 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 um, you know, this stuff gets integrated into processes that run every day. So um, I guess for the sake of listeners, I should probably back up. What what Cycliner does, if I can boil it, for years and years I told people, yeah, we do pneumatic conveying, and just people looked at me with glassy pneumatic, eyes. Pneumatic, like, yeah, that? mm-hmm, that's so, a word. So what I tell people today, well, they would say, <laughs> well, like the bank, right? Like you go through the drive through and that little thing gets but, sucked oh, over, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah they, they kind of. Um, <laughs> So to, to simplify it, I tell people, we, we pump dirt through a pipe. Mm-hmm. So I pump dirt through a pipe for a living. That's basically what we do. Uh, so we move dry materials in, in industrial situations. So, but these, these systems that we do are so integral. So we're, we're doing, you know, we're unloading rail cars of carbon black and silica at a tire plant where they're making 40,000 tires a day. And they don't make any tires without any of these materials. Mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. working in battery, automotive battery plants where they make 50,000 car batteries a day. And they're, if our system doesn't deliver and weigh up and dose all the material to their mixing lines, they're making zero batteries within about 48 hours. So, I mean, these things are like super critical to the Very operation yeah. of, our, of our clients. And so, yeah, we build it, but we also custom design it, we implement it, and we often... Um, you know, have we, we get really kind of closely tied to a lot of our clients. So so you know these systems are robust and they run, but they're they're so critical to the operation that they generally have us in with some regularity to come in and make sure they're working properly. Um, as our clients grow, we have to sometimes help them grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we've got some situations right now where one of our battery clients they've shut down a plant. One of their competitors has gone through a bankruptcy and there's been some kind of change. They, so their business is dramatically increased and they're, and they're where they had a system that worked for them now they're going we need more we need more so how do we expand this how do we how do we make this work um, at a higher level of production so um, so you know there's a long-term 
problem solutions, relationships with clients, and and uh, yes, we are a manufacturing company, but that's and then it's also sales, right? You, you have people out yes. here, you know, going to different companies and you know pitching, you know, the idea of exactly. your your product as a solution. Exactly, and and you know some of that does end up in here in Nebraska and close. I mean, we've got right. Right to the uh, west of us here, there's a rail spur where Overland unloads rail. They bring in cement from a cement plant and they unload it into a into a small silo and they load their trucks and it goes to all their distribution points regionally here. So, um, you know, there is some stuff that's close, but it's that's kind of rare. The, uh, you know, it tends to be all across the U.S. I mean, I mentioned to you when we were starting, we're doing a project in Canada right now. We're doing one in Costa Rica right now. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've been all over the world with this company. I've been to Japan. I've been almost to the North Pole, <laughs> the Northwest, not the North, the Northwest Territories, um, the, uh, Ice Road Truckers, like mm-hmm. where they deliver. We've got equipment up there at some of the, at the diamond mines up there. Um, yeah, South America, Europe, yeah, Ireland. Well, I mean, just, it goes all over. So. When I came out here for tours a couple of times, yeah, I've always been fascinated to you know, learn about, you know, the transportation of diamonds and, you know, mm-hmm. shipping those things. And, you know, that, that's pretty cool. That's kind of a neat one that I always mm-hmm. thought was kind of, probably kind of tough to probably even think about logistically and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? They, I mean, I'll tie it kind of back to our earlier discussion. So, so the job, that's one of the reasons the job really appealed to me and, and kind of fit was um, got to go see the world a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but uh, I've really come to appreciate York, I mean, as a result of that. Um, I mean, I would be hard-pressed to move anywhere else. I guess what are some of the things that, I, that we, well, you would say? I mean, living is so easy here. Um, and the sense of community, um, the work ethic that people have, kind of the common sense. I think, you know, most people here are not too many generations away from some kind of agricultural situation where you had to, you know, do chores and, and fix things and build a fence. And, and responsibilities you know, were starting at eight right, and not 18. Right. And you had to do it yourself, you know, mm-hmm. by hand. It wasn't, um, so, um, yeah, the people here are great. The community, you know, I, I go to some of these places and you look that, you know, they're, they're sending their kids across, you know, they got a two hour commute to every day, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> both, mm-hmm. both ways, or maybe an hour and a half each way. And it's just getting your kids to their, their school, their sport, their, you know, most of those kids, they only get to do one sport mm-hmm. because you just don't have that much time. And there's so much competition that you just have to, like, you can really specialize. focus and yeah. specialize on one. Um, you know, my kids, uh, my wife is uh, one of the guidance counselors at the high school. Mm-hmm. I have four kids in the York public school system, and, and we're pretty lucky in terms of where we live. We are there within walking distance of the elementary school, the middle school, the high school. Be up there in Duke Drive. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, with with me traveling over the years, that's always been really comforting that that you know, there's not this huge burden on the family or my wife to get the kids somewhere. And and then the, just the sense of community. People know you. They know your kids. They watch out for each other. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's just that part of, of life is it's, it's just so much easier here. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. No, I, I totally agree wholeheartedly. You know, I lived, um, so with my last job, I worked as an expansion consultant for the fraternity, and so I was traveling a lot with that. And yeah, there's, you know, 
you take advantage, I mean, I want to say, but yeah, you kind of take advantage of the sense of community that you get, you know, in a small town. Because when I was living in Indianapolis and Chicago, I mean, you you get to know the people directly around you and that you work with, but everyone else is a complete stranger. They're not looking out for you. No. They they, know you, but it's not. It's different. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I certainly, and that's one of the reasons why I moved back. You know, I I appreciate the sense of community and that that's been great. Um, so how has Cyclone Air sort of evolved, you know, over the years? You know, are you guys still offering, your probably product line has probably changed a little bit, but maybe not drastically. But Yeah, yeah. so, um, I mean, historically it was founded in the area. Um, they worked largely, well, they worked largely through, the, through a sales rep force. So these were not direct employees. These are territorial, you know, I've got, this company is, California and this company has these two states and, mm-hmm. and in the in the early years it was pretty easy there's a on your way in I think it's still out there you passed a little green tank yep, outside yep. I mean they basically made two, they made a small one and a big one and that's what they made those are your options and yeah. so it was it was kind of selling network um, that has obviously evolved and and they went through some some different iterations um, in the in the 80s um, there was a big cement shortage in the US and they were known for moving cement and they pioneered this was before I was here but they pioneered uh, barge and ship unloading mm-hmm. which was interesting for a landlocked company in York Nebraska to be the to, to one be to doing, develop that to yeah. be doing ship unloading and these things were very very large and all over the world and uh, you know this is pre cell phones and pre internet and uh, it, it just grew so fast that they really couldn't you know, keep up with it. So they ended up spinning that off and selling it. But that is that is still a product out in the world that still has the same marketing name and was started here at Cycliner. And that's kind of when I joined was um, right after they had sold that division off. And um, really what's grown the business has been, um, you know, partnering with some large client accounts um, that have very specialized needs and need very custom engineering and support. Um, so that, that kind of transitioned the company growth um, for a while. Um, about seven years ago, um, the founder sold the company to a private equity firm in mm-hmm. Chicago. And uh, you know, that's, been very, that's been a big jump for the company as well because it was, uh, you know, while we were very flexible, it, it was essentially a family business. It was still family run, that, yeah. You know? And so now, um, you know, we did a lot of really cool things, but it was... It was through um, a lot of people's talents and you know what was in their head and how they wanted to, to, to do it, um, but there wasn't maybe a lot of consistency across. There wasn't like this is the way we do it. This is the program. This is the this, standard. This is the, yep. this is the structure, and this is um, and uh, so through new ownership, um, you know that's really been the focus is is um, to kind of box up what we do and, and make it so that. Uh, we can do more of it and do it better and do it repeatable um, and bring in, you know, new kind of transition that. So it's not just, you know, a couple of, you know, crazy working, hardworking superstars and really a whole team of people executing together. And uh, that's been a lot of fun um, to, to make that transition. And, and in doing so, we we have taken the things that we did for some of those key accounts and we focused on uh, some very specific industries. So previously, um, it was sort of like, yeah, we'll, we'll do anything for anyone. You know? mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. What do you need? What do you need? If you're you gonna know? pay us, we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, 
So if a rep brought us, I mean, I mean, I can tell you all kinds of crazy stories. We can make gummy bears and rocket fuel, you know, super explosive dry rocket fuel for the Navy and and diamonds and you know, um, I mean, we even had frozen. Uh, uh, we had a frozen. I forget what they're called. They're like round spheres frozen. It's a it's a ice cream. Oh, it's like um, those uh, dipping dots or whatever yeah, those I things. Know they were bigger, but anyway, I mean, we've <laughs> done it all, you know, and. Uh, Fermented seaweed that goes into making, um, you know, vitamins for oh my goodness. Uh, ADA yeah. and DHA and, and um, so all kinds of crazy things. And, and that's great, but that's, um, you know, sometimes you put a lot of work into a really custom design that's a one-off and it's not repeatable. So it's, it's you know, doesn't drive growth. Is it worth it? doesn't the, drive growth. Yeah, and we right. still like to do those things, but, um, but um, really have focused on some very specific sectors and developed some products around them and marketed into those and, and built teams around them as well. So we have, uh, you know, that's, that's been one of the challenges is when we're covering so much of the world um, from York, Nebraska, you know, how do you, how do you do that and how do you, how do you find the talent and the experience? And so we, we've brought a lot of people into the community over the years and we mm -hmm. continue to, but, um, you know, we do have some remote employees. So, like, if you need somebody that's selling into the cement industry, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is like the the heart of cement, you know, um, production. As and so, there's a lot of people in that part of the world. So, we do have remote salespeople. Um, you know, we struggled as a company initially of how do you really truly manage and you know we do such specialized things. How do you get in lockstep with them? And uh, but it's a lot easier today with you know, video and this, mm -hmm. this whole COVID thing has been super interesting in that regard um, because we had a few remote employees and we kind of thought about, well, can we have more remote employees? And that now they're all remote. Everybody's <laughs> remote. Yeah. yeah. I, I told you when we walked in here, uh, you know, we, we have about 75 employees at Cyclone Air and, and pre-COVID probably 70 of them were, you know, here. Um, and uh, for a while, we've kept manufacturing going, which is probably 25 people. Mm -hmm. um, but there were only four of us in the office. And, uh, Ghost town up here. Yeah. And so, you know, getting a conference room was not a problem. And so <laughs> uh, we're in a different conference room here today because we're starting to bring people back. Um, no, good. But, but we still have a lot of remote. But, but, you know, when they do come, I mean, we've got a lot of transplants that have come in. And they end up loving Nebraska for the same reasons. Um, we we get have a lot of success as well with kind of the ones that come back. You know, you get you get your story of mm -hmm. the kids that they go off and they work somewhere for a while and realize that it was pretty good here. It's pretty nice especially deal, especially when you start having kids, right? Oh yeah, you know, um, and the proximity to Lincoln and Omaha. I mean, all that is mm -hmm. is very nice without having to live in Lincoln and Omaha. You mm -hmm. get all those benefits. Um, so you touched on a little bit of it being kind of a family company started by Don Baker, um, and then it was purchased in 2014 kind of how has that transition been from the um, old ownership to the new ownership and uh, I'm sure it's been great but I'm sure yeah, there's been, been some challenges it's, it's great but definitely some challenges I mean the, the biggest challenge we had to overcome was you know through the through the purchase some of the management was was senior and didn't really have a long view in mind so I mean the owner was you know out by design and mm -hmm. and um, so pretty big changes in the culture and the methodology, and and so some of the some of the some of our senior management, you know, were out of the picture pretty fast. You know? mm -hmm. So which left 
I'm not going to say a leadership gap, but it, it left, it basically took a lot of people like myself who were doing a lot of the work to transition to, to leadership and, and kind of backfill from backfill there. Backfill from there. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and at the same time, a lot of work to build the structure of, you know, to do the change from a family company to a you know, professional company, I'll call it. Um, to, so that, um, you know, we've learned a lot. It's been really great, but I, I won't say it's been easy. No, certainly, <laughs> probably not. No. And, and even for myself, um, you know, personally, I was used to, you know, engineering 10 hours a day and working with clients and traveling and, and you know, transitioning to the president. Obviously, you can't do that. You have a lot of other roles. There's so many other things you got to look over. You've got to drive yeah. the culture and you've got to, um, you know, transition these processes and, and uh, worry about safety and all these other, you know, all the other departments. And, and uh, so, um, yeah, that was, that was a tricky kind of uh, transition from, from that. And, but fortunately, you know, we, we brought in some new, um, some other leadership into the team that had been, you know, had some experience at that. There's been several of people who have risen up that were local people that, you know, took, took on the challenge and have helped to build that. Um, and so, yeah, today we've got, uh, it's a lot of fun to work there and the culture is, uh, is one that, uh, you know, what, what we do is so unique and so broad that, mm -hmm. um, when if people leave cycling air, sometimes you know they need to for whatever reason. I mean, the travel gets to be too much, or they have a life change, or whatever. Um, a very high percentage of them come back just because it's such a unique, great place. Um, clearly, yeah, uh, it's such a such a challenging and and rewarding uh, kind of work experience to be able to solve these problems for our clients. And sometimes they go somewhere else, and now it's uh, I do just this, and that's. And I yeah, like, I can do that, but it's kind of boring. I like doing two or three things at a time. Yeah, you wear a lot of hats, too. which is great. You know, I enjoy that. Yeah, in the nonprofit world, you get to do a little bit of everything, and so yeah, these small companies, yeah, they're certainly it's kind of nice to be able to get to do a little bit of everything. So we've talked a little bit about challenge. What have been some kind of big milestones over the last um, maybe few years, or some big accomplishments um, that uh, Cyclone Air has been able to achieve? Yeah, I, I mean, again, I would point to some internal things which you know don't sound real exciting but um we Very huge we um you know one of the things that really helped us we we had the uh nebraska mep manufacturer i don't even know what that stands for manufacturers engineer project something <laughs> yeah, or other but but they're 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 a group that's tied to the university of nebraska that helps out manufacturers mm -hmm. and um they've got a lot of resources um, much like YCBC, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they but on want, state they level. company yeah, yeah. on a state level and, and just targeted for manufacturers. And um, we had been, our, our new owners introduced Lean, Lean Enterprise to us. And so we use a lot of those tools and those have been great to help us kind of identify improvements within the company. Um, MEP came in and they said, you know, we've got this audit that we do. Would you guys be interested in taking an audit on... You know, just have the help in your business essentially. So yeah, sure. And so we took it, and we thought, you know, we we're going to do quite well, and we did fine. But there was like some sort of glaring so, areas. Oh, where, boy, we're not doing anything to address. I that. thought I was doing well at that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and uh, one of the one of the guys from MEP, um, he said, you know, I got this book you should read. Traction. It's an EOS system. Um, 
entrepreneur operating system. And uh, we read that as a company. That, that was a big, like we looked at that and said, you know what, there's some things in here. This is pretty simple, but there's a couple areas where we are, you know, we're engineering and we're all very, very logical people, but there's a lot of the people side that we're not we're missing. focusing yep. on. And so um, we've adopted a lot of that and, and uh, it, there's a lot of tools in there that really have helped us kind of create um, environments where it's easy for new, uh, uh, for us to train both technically and leadership and just kind of develop people and, and have the sustainability side. So, so that was big, um, kind of adopting that as a system and, and uh, having a leadership team that, to, to execute that. Um, along with that though, um, so that's kind of just, you know, how a company runs. Uh, along with that, we, um, there was a, from a manufacturing perspective, we had done a, a well, actually through a block grant in here locally, um, we had done a major expansion which increased our manufacturing capabilities significantly. Mm -hmm. So um, that was timely because it, we were kind of slated for growth. So we've got a lot more room and equipment to do that. And with a lot of the lean uh, enterprise that was brought in, we run it very efficiently. Um, and then on this kind of on the market front, um, that focus on we focus on five particular sectors and so that made we were always very good at designing you know we did a lot of custom design but they were often one-offs and so now by saying you know what we're working in this industry we're able to look at that industry and go what are what are solu what are solutions that nobody's has a good answer to out here mm -hmm. and what, what are some do? problems and so that, we've got yeah. some patents that have come from that um, some some product development and and we've also just taken our designs and, and tweaked them and, and that's really led to us being better for those clients um, and we've developed some really key accounts as a result of that we uh, we're working with we had worked with some tire companies in the past um, but again by kind of focusing on that and and really you know, just focusing on doing it better than anyone else can do it in that industry. Um, we, we're capturing more of those clients, and uh, that that has led to you know bigger and better business and success begets success. You've got um, you know things to point to that. Um, so yeah, that's that's driving the business and and yeah, making it interesting. Like I said, we're we're uh, not only are we manufacturing this um, equipment for them, we're you know they like our ability to run projects and so they have us installing it and um, just man a, managing a, every part of the project yeah, yeah. so we're uh, not just built you know whereas whereas a big project for us several years ago may have been two million dollars you know a big project for us now is seven or eight million dollars so wow. because there's just more scope that we're taking on certainly so. no, that, that's great once you get into an industry and you can kind of I don't want to say niche but you can kind of find that product that um, is, is meeting a lot of solutions and things like that. That's that's great. Don't have anything else here? Um, I guess you kind of answered. Uh, is there any anything you want to leave at the end here, just to kind of um, maybe summarize? You know what Cyclonaire is, or what you know York means to Cyclonaire, or, or anything like that. Is there? Yeah, I mean, as far as Cyclonaire goes, like I said, I've uh, it's a very uh, so when I took the job, I mentioned we had a family friend here. And uh, so I interviewed and they offered me a job. And I went to them and I said, tell me about Cyclonaire. You know, should I, they've offered me a position. What do you, what do you, you know, I'm a young kid. I'm ready to go set the world on fire. What, yeah. what should I do? I said, well, I'll tell you what, you will never be bored there, you know. Um, and that has been so true. Um, 
it is a uh, very fun place to work with a really great culture um, for people who like to solve challenges um, it's it's a great place um, all the way across manufacturing sales finance I mean the things that we the things that we have to negotiate we're negotiating quarantining in Canada and, and <laughs> you know all the anyway um, so um, very fun challenging place to work we you know again being in York um, some of our best hires are have come from the area um, again because of that work ethic and and uh, sort of common sense you know approach to a wide arrangement of challenges that are going to be thrown at you so um, as far as the community goes um, even though a lot of our work isn't here we really try to reach out um, the uh, you know, a lot of the things at York Public School are doing are really great to, to expose kids to hey, mm -hmm. these things are out there mm -hmm. and giving them an, inter an introduction to it. The, uh, both from the manufacturing side, you know, we've done some internships with um, you know, welding and manufacturing uh, students that come out here and work. Uh, we've done a lot of job shadows. We've done several internships. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I certainly would want to put the message out there that uh, you know, we are here in York and we are very interested in working with students that are kind of STEM oriented and uh, have an interest. Um, there's uh, definitely opportunities and we'd love to, you know, we'd love to for you to come and work here. That doesn't mean you have a career here long term. It might, it mm -hmm. might mean that some, you know, you go off and we've, I've got a lot of uh, younger engineers who have worked for me that you know, have gone off and, and ended up lots of places, but they always value what they learned here. And some of them come back, they have kids. And so, yeah, I, uh, I guess I would just put that plug out there. There's uh, um, particularly for kids in the public school system, there's tours and come see what we're about. And uh, if you got an interest in engineering or technical trades or manufacturing, um, come see us, come talk to us. No doubt. Well, much appreciated. Thanks for sitting down with us today, Scott, and uh, telling me a little bit more about cycling air and you know, what it is that goes on in this plant clear out on the north end of York, um, but certainly has given us a little bit of an insight on you know, what it is that happens out here. And so thanks again for you know, sitting down with us and, and sharing uh, what it is that cycling air does. This is 17 County a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Mm -hmm.